The Crude Life with host Jason Spies. Week in Review. My name is Jason Spees. Thank you, folks, for joining us here at the Crude Life Week in Review. This is a program where we take the week's best interviews and we package them up in a nice little neat little package for you so it's quick and easy. And then, of course, you can access the full-length interviews at thecrudelife.com. Also, guess what, folks? We have a daily podcast. And in the podcast world, daily means Monday through Thursday with the Week in Review on Friday. So it's it's an interesting concept, the way that language gets shifted around a little bit on uh, the podcast world. But hey, we embrace it here at The Crude Life. Nobody says we ain't hip. So we have a daily podcast. If you'd like to go to thecrudelife.com, you can download it. And of course, it's available on all the different uh, podcast apps as well, the main ones, the iTunes of the world, if you will. So uh podcast daily hey look at that growing up here at the crude life or we should say growing down i'm not sure which one is is correct on that but uh, any rate this is the crude life week in review my name is jason Spees. i'm your host and let's take a look at what we're going to be featuring this week from our exclusive interviews at thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. See how trained I am? I got to repeat myself. I got to repeat myself. Okay, this week we have Sally Hallingstad with Oilfield Helping Hands. She talks about how the OHH, Oilfield Helping Hands, uh, is what they do and why she's a part of it and why the whole community building from ag uh, and energy in the relationship really attracted her. She's from an agricultural background and the whole community building that energy brings to uh, just just that ecosystem they create uh, very much attracted Sally from it. So we talk about the egg energy relationship and community building and um, see how I covered myself from uh, three sentences earlier where I basically took four sentences and put them together in one sentence that made zero sense to somebody listening to me but in my mind it made sense so we just continue on here at the crude life the podcast world taught me that we just keep moving ahead it's like live it's like live radio there's no mistakes you just you know you just keep moving on and that's you never speak of it again Watford City High School student ambassadors Emma, Taylor, Ellie, and Lydia discuss the ambassador program and uh, what their experience have been with industry. Interesting thing happening in Watford City. They're integrating industry in with the high school uh, as far as experiences and uh, making them aware of some some uh, professions and careers that exist after high school so it's a it's a fantastic event in my opinion it really is it's uh, anytime you can expose new opportunities to students um, to show them that even if it's just to show them there's some alternatives to a four-year degree that is incredible Uh, obviously you know people know that there should be a lot of alternatives out there but you know there's 
thing called social engineering that a lot of people believe you should go to college and sometimes that's not the right path for everybody at that time in their life so kudos we head out to Watford City to find out from Emma Taylor Ellie and Lydia out in Watford City in their high school ambassador program okay who else Dan Haley Colorado Oil and Gas Association boy I tell you we've been following this for five years here on The Crude Life about the evolution of uh, the war on oil and gas in Colorado. Uh, five years ago, uh, going down to Greeley, staying in Fort Collins, I started noticing people were looking over their shoulders when they mentioned that they worked in oil and gas. So now, flash forward to today, we have a, there's a governor in Colorado openly saying war on oil and gas. Now there's uh, six measures floating around the state uh, looking to do a more stringent ban uh, restrictions on oil and gas development. So there's a, they call it the Colorado Blueprint in the uh, world of the political realm. So Dan Haley, Colorado Oil and Gas Association, gives a history of Proposition 12, a measure that impacts oil and gas development and how Governor Jared Polis started a war on oil and gas. Haley discusses the new measures and how Colorado Rising is attempting to get some measures on the 2020 ballot and how industry can help fight the measure's intent. That's coming up a little bit later in the program. Dan Haley with the Colorado Oil and Gas Association. We have uh, Watford City High School students coming up as well. And right now, we're going to get to Sally Hallingstead with Oilfield Helping Hands. My name is Jason Spies. This is the Crude Life Week in Review. The music that you're listening to underneath my voice right now that will be risen in just a second is by the Moody River Band. You can download their music at uh, thecrudelife.com. We have links set up. We have their album cover right on our homepage, so you click on that. By the way, they, they don't charge for their music either. They're, they're, they're one of these bands that believes that you know the music should be free, so uh, we're very much excited to be uh, doing a, a monthly partnership with them uh, we feature a new artist every month here at the crude life in uh, in our attempts to continue to reach people outside of the oil and gas industry and show them that um, what we're all about what the industry is all about to be perfectly honest and the moody river band likes what we do and we like what they do and i'm going to move on now so Sally Hellingstead. Let's go to Sally Hellingstead, Oilfield Helping Hands. Sally Hellingstead, and I am the OHH Rockies chapter president. Outstanding. Thank you for joining the program today, The Crude Life here. And we're looking at the levels, and they look good. So excellent. And I'm trying to maneuver things around. And I've been told that, you know, during podcasts and things like that, nothing can ever go wrong. So like you said, is this, <laughs> is this editable? Of course, everything's editable. So why not? Everything right. go right and everything go wrong. Uh, oil field right. helping hands. That's what we're here to talk about today. Uh, the what and the why and some sponsors, events and support, that sort of thing. So how are you doing today, Sally? I'm doing great, you know, other than the fact that it's um, uh, a day that I'm trying not to have caffeine. How's that day go for you? Because I'll tell you what, um, I gave up coffee for Lent one year. That was the hardest thing I've ever done. And, and I've, I've climbed Colorado peaks before. And I always say, <laughs> like climbing Mount Kilimanjaro 
would be easier than giving up caffeine. So what's your story behind that caffeine? Well, you know, in the first few days, nobody really wanted to be around me, which I understood. But uh, I would say, like, I'm a few days in now, and it's, it's actually not too horrible. It's just, you know, Mondays are a little bit harder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, boy, I tell you, it's caffeine is one of those hard things to go without. And, um, well, Star, yes, Starbucks is built on it, so what the heck. Um, yep. Oil Field Helping Hands, tell me about it. What is it, and uh, why is it, if you will? So Oilfield Helping Hands, lovingly called OHH, just to make it easier to say, uh, was actually started in 2003 by a group of Halliburton employees who had a, a fellow worker um, get injured on the job and um, unfortunately workman's comp uh, ran out before he could get back to work and so they were trying to figure out how they could help him and his family and they ended up doing a charity fundraiser um, through a clay shoot and they were so successful with raising funds and helping him that they decided to turn the event into a nonprofit, which became OHH. Sally Hallinstead, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment or two. We are going to take a brief pause we come back. We'll continue the conversation with Sally Hallinstead with Oilfield Helping Hands. My name is Jason Spies. This is the Crude Life Week in Review. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. The Davis Refinery. Welcome back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you folks for joining us. Coming up next, we continue our conversation with Sally Hallingstead with Oilfield Helping Ham. And Helping Ham that they decided to turn the event into a nonprofit, which became OHH. Um, and that, like I said, started in Texas in 2003. And so then they expanded to a few other chapters throughout the years. And then the Rocky chapter came about in 2014 in Colorado, Wyoming, and Utah. And then just in 2017, no, excuse me, 2018, we expanded our reach to cover North Dakota. So we're still kind of fairly new up in North Dakota, but basically what we do is fundraising events throughout the year, awareness events throughout the year, to all run by volunteers to then distribute back in the form of financial aid to people in our community, in our oil field community. Oil field helping hands is the name of the organization. You mentioned um a few new chapters. Uh, go ahead and name some of the states that uh, you guys are looking for uh, support and and uh, ones that maybe you know need some help and assistance. Letting people know that hey, we we're a state and we've got them open now. Yeah. So right now we have. Um there's a lot of uh, play up and down in Texas, I should say. So they do have the Houston chapter in Texas as well as the Permian Basin chapter. Oh, so there's um, there's even like like sub-chapters within the states and the shale place too. Exactly, okay. exactly. And we do have um, one in Oklahoma and then obviously the Rocky Mountain one that covers the four states. So uh, as far as our spread right now, we're, we're heavy right 
kind of in the middle of the U.S., but um, I do know that they had a chapter in Louisiana for a bit, but I, I think that they are looking to revamp that. And then, obviously, um, we'd love to get into, you know, like the Marcellus and stuff, but, you know, it's, it's a matter of who wants to jump in and try and take on this beast, so to speak, to open a chapter. Yeah, it definitely, you know, comes with some work. But the nice thing is there's, you know, it's it's turnkey, if you will. There's there's some direction and some resources and some help along the way, especially if um, the companies and supporting sponsors can help you as well, uh, which let's talk about that right now. Sponsorship, um, I'm sure that, you know, there's local chapter sponsorship, probably national even, uh, do, is there like a, a, an event that you guys have or weekly meetings with dues like like the Rotary or talk to me a little bit about how they keep the lights on and who some of the people are that keep the lights on? Yeah, you know, as I mentioned, our um, organization is run by volunteers. We have very little overhead, and the overhead we do have is simply for accounting. And then we have um, Brooke Goodry, who is one of our, our main admins that helps us, helps all the chapters kind of stay organized. Um, but with, with that small amount of overhead, we do various events. Uh, mostly right now uh, for the Rockies, we do them in Denver. So we have a clay shoot. We have a murder mystery dinner. We are a beneficiary of the Colorado Oil and Gas's um, Mardi Gras ball in a couple of weeks. And so there's definitely ways that uh, sponsors and companies can get involved to kind of leverage their logo and their participation in this organization. Um, in North Dakota, we have our second annual fishing tournament this year, which will be held at the Tobacco Gardens Marina and Resort in Watford City. And that will be on Saturday, May 30th, and we're super pumped about that. We're looking at incorporating a co-ed softball tournament in the fall um, and then also implementing a couple more happy hours, not only for um, – getting the word out to, you know, for sponsors to get the word out about it, but also to create awareness for those that are in need. We we have done a really good job the last couple of years of raising funds, but now we're kind of in this position where we're sitting on the funds because we need people to be aware that there is help out there. And that's one thing that we want companies to do, even if they can't help support this year financially, definitely support by getting the word out about OHH and how it can help their employees that may be facing a financial hardship right now. You know, a lot of times even just sharing and, and liking and following, that type of support is, it, it can be more uh, priceless than I think people understand. Um, 100% agree. You never know the power. Well, I think most of us do know the power of um, the, the power of word of mouth marketing. Right. We used to joke that uh, uh, back in the magazine day, you know, back when you can only buy print or buy radio and, you know, it was really segmented. So it got kind of cutthroat for a while. And a lot of people would say, uh, you know, well, we, we do word of mouth advertising. And then our salespeople occasionally, if they were feeling snarky, would say, uh, yeah, we agree. That is the best and the most effective. So buy as much as you can. <laughs> so, And we kind of joke yep, that we, yep. we, we kind of live in that day and age today. So uh, it's kind of interesting. But um, anyway, like I say, that's, that's, that was back in the day. But I did want to ask you uh, about the murder mystery. Um, that one caught my attention because have you ever been to that? Have you, have you, have you attended that yet? Yeah, yeah. This year will actually be our third annual event like that. Yep. Okay, so I, I'd like to think that I am open-minded enough to think that that would be fun. I'd like to think yeah. that I'm old enough and mature enough to even if I, you know, didn't enjoy it in the in the first part, I would be able to to, you know, 
flesh it through in a very mature manner and see, you know, hey, maybe I'll pick it up and have fun halfway through. Um, I think I'd enjoy the heck out of it, to be honest, but I could see where, you know, it, it would be hesitant for some people. Um, talk to me about how that's, you know, how, how is it received and, and what's it like? Because I think it sounds like a black, I think it'd be fun to experience at the very least. Yeah, no, I, I, it's, it's interesting because most of the people, Jason, have the same reaction as you, as they're like, what am I getting myself into? I'm only becoming because Sally drugged me. Um, it, it's actually not intimidating, but people definitely have that, that perception of like, ah, oh, just another, you know, event to go to that I'm not going to enjoy. But it's, it's different than your black tie gala, and it's a lot more fun. Plus, we have an open bar, which makes everything more fun for most people. Um, but it's, it's truly just an interactive theater that is so much fun. And though it may be not, not be our top fundraiser of the year, it definitely is the most engaging. And the people, whenever they leave it, they're just super excited and ready to buy tickets for the next year. So um, the, the cool thing is, is that one of the cast members at this particular theater that we go to actually works in the industry. And so when they're building their uh, kind of shtick, it's amazing the little um, acronyms and the little, you know, quotes that they use from our industry that really play on words. So it's very fun. Oh, I think it'd be, it sounds like a blast. Um, and when is that, by the way? That one we're hoping to shoot, we're shooting for October 29th this oh, year. Oh, okay. And that it's, will be in Denver. All right. It's, yep. it's, it's the fall. It's a, it's the right, fall it's fundraiser. Right. Okay. Uh, what's the yeah. next fundraiser you guys have? So we, um, coming up here, we actually are partnering with the OGGN, which is the Oil and Gas Global Network, and they do a happy hour networking event uh, that includes a live podcast, um, and they um, have multiple events throughout the western part of the, the United States, and the next one is actually here in Denver on uh, January 30th, and that's 4 to 6 p.m. at Liberty Oilfield. Tickets are $20, and you can come network with peers, and all the proceeds go to OHH for the entire year. So regardless of where the podcasts are be held, being held um, and where these events are being held, you can definitely uh, – come for the $20 ticket and benefit OHH. And I believe they have, uh, I don't know that they've set the date for a North Dakota one yet, but I do know that there's one on the horizon for 2020. Oh, make sure you let us know. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I, I always tell people that, you know, uh, in any kind of fundraiser, that's not a golf event. Yeah. You'll go to the, definitely to the front of the line because, um, not to rag on golf events, but it seems like every time you go to a conference, there's a golf thing going on. And so, and they do fine and everything, but I don't know. I just kind of like, you know, the murder mystery idea and, uh, you know, different ideas that kind of capture people. So anyway, okay. And that's uh, January 30th, you said, for the uh, Liberty Oil Field um, podcast uh, recording networking session type of a deal, yep. right? January Yep, and you can find all that information on our website. It's oilfieldhelpinghands.org. And if you go under Find a Chapter and go to the Rocky Mountain one, it lists all of our upcoming events. And that was Sally Hallinstead with Oilfield Helping Hands. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. My name is Jason Spies, and this is The Crude Life Week in Review. Stuck. You can be Bugs Bunny, I'll be Elmer Fudd. I'll find-
The Crude Life is sponsored in part by... Make energy great again. Yes, that is the hat for the energy industry, folks. Wear it proudly. Show your support for the nation's energy industry with this attention-grabbing fashion declaration. Make energy great again. Pick up the only hat for the energy industry. Make energy great again. Visit keepenergygreat.com. That's keepenergygreat.com. Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects, groundbreaking. The Davis Refinery. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. And then you let people make up their own minds. You want someone who's competent. You don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio. And if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Over the past few months, I've told you about how unbelievable Hatch coaching is. Well, don't just take my word for it. Listen to what Greg Tavine of Emerging Prairies has to say about Hatch coaching. I got to watch him give a talk at TEDx Brookings. It's been said that if you want to create competition, tell everyone your success. And if you want to create compassion, share your weaknesses. And Eric's somebody that could easily lead with all he's accomplished. To find out more about Hatch coaching or to have Eric Hatch speak at your event or company, visit HatchCoaching.com. That's Hatch coaching.com or call 701-212-1572 that's 701-212-1572 welcome back to the crude life at week in review my name is jason spies thank you folks for joining us Coming up next, we talk with Watford City High School student ambassadors, Emma, Taylor, Ellie, and Lydia. For college or anything that you're going to be doing in your future. How about the API event? You guys went there. It was kind of a big crowd there and some bright lights, if you will. Uh, How was the experience there? Lydia, you want to start? Sure. Um, It was... Definitely a new experience for all of us. I've never been to anything like that. My family isn't like directly related, like their works aren't related to the oil field. So getting to see that and all those people come together to celebrate each other and all their accomplishments for the year was really cool. Um, I'm Ellie, and I think the banquet was um, a very eye-opening experience just to see um, all the people come together who work in the oil field and just really support one another, and you realize that um, everyone in the oil field isn't just working to make money for themselves. They also want to um, help everyone around them, and I thought that was really cool to see. I'm Emma, and I really enjoyed the experience that I had. It was nice to watch people be grateful for um, others that had been around throughout the, like, start of the boom to, like, where it is now and recognizing each other for each accomplishment they have made. 
and just coming together and it was fun. How about what's next for some of you? Are any of you planning jobs in the oil field or going to uh, school for anything involving with the oil field or is there a skill that you're particularly interested in that maybe uh, Patrick needs to get involved here that uh, you know chef or something like that you know thinking outside the box a little bit doesn't have to be all oil field related because go ahead um so a good uh program that we have with our school that's through our ag and business department is the cwe program for career work experience um the high school seniors have the opportunity to spend a couple hours of their day uh working in one of the companies in our town um and that can go from like the daycare or you can uh, shadow a welder or I am like a receptionist at our electric company and um, or we have kids who go and they work at the hospital and there's just so many different opportunities that come with that and you get to get involved with all of the different um, businesses around and all of the different work experiences so it's a good uh, transition to for the high school's kids to kind of see what real life is like, what real work life is like, and to see what the oil field has to offer because there are a lot of our kids in the program who do work um, oil field jobs and who do see themselves going right into the workforce and not into college. And so this is a good opportunity for them to set a base and for them to um, get involved already. And uh, I know that some of the jobs that are through the CWE program are starting to mentor and to have kids shadow like there's one who's shadowing a welder and learning the trade and so that's um, you could be learning lots of different skills while you're in this kind of job. How about anybody else uh, some of the leadership roles what do you guys want to see happen with this I mean it's it sounds like it's kind of a new program that you guys are going to have some input on that you guys can mold it and I don't know if that's true or not but I'm kind of I'm thinking so anything new in the beginning the people in the beginning have got their input that can help shape it so is there anything that you guys are liking about this anything that you want to see maybe go a different direction etc I'm Ellie and I'm really liking how involved the community is with our school we're starting to get more attendance at basketball games and um, sporting events and I think that's really important for the community to come support our students and help them know that um, they are doing um, good and their leadership positions are helping others. Um, I'm really hoping to see um, this ambassador program grow more so that uh, the new students don't even have to like be afraid. They're like, oh yeah, I hear about Watford City. I want to move there. I think it's super cool. So I'd really like to see um, more uh, I guess interest in the ambassador program from people who already live here that way we can start bringing everyone's families up here so families don't have to be living in different places I'm Lydia watching this ambassador program from the start to what it's at now has changed a ton we work very closely with Pat's company MBI and we go and we talk to one of their crews and their workover crew uh, just about like the free tuition the college the next town over has and everything this school has to offer and they were all really excited to have us keep coming back and keep asking them to find ways to get involved so they get to help out with the school 
and I'm excited to see where this goes because we have a couple more companies lined up to go talk to and I'm excited to see who else has an interest in having us come speak and trying to get involved with the school. This is Emma and I think this ambassadors program has really opened um, workers eyes uh, here in Watford like realizing that bringing their kids and their families is an option and it wouldn't be the worst situations like situation to move up here even though it's really a hard um, switch for some people from like moving from Florida who never have snow and then come here and it's snow almost all the time so um, I I think it's really um, helped people um, keep moving here as an option and so they can have their families with them. Um, Taylor here. Uh, I just think that um, for this ambassadors program being one of um, the start of it I think is super important and it's special for us kids to like be able to um, start it just here in the high school but I know that there's lots of different opportunities for it to grow into um, different towns and I think that's what I would like to see most is that other towns in this area and um, even in other states who are facing the same issue that they can start up this program and they can learn from us and how the success that we're getting from it. Um, also I just think that it's not just us kids at the high school who is making it happen. It's everybody else who gets involved. It's everybody who supports the high school. It's everybody who supports um, going to the games, going to our musical concerts, going to um, just support everything that we do. And there's the only thing that's going to make it work is the relationships. And so the relationships that the school can make with companies can really help develop families when they move to North Dakota. Any final thoughts, anything we left out, anything you want to reiterate, or anything that uh, you think people should? I'm Ellie. Um, another thing um, we have in Watford City is we really have a need for child care. And just because of all the families that are moving up here with young kids who aren't in school yet, um, Wolf Pup Daycare has a long waiting list. And just because there isn't that many options to take your children to in Watford City. So we have a $5,000 grant um, if you would want to start an at-home daycare. So that's something that wouldn't be that hard to do, and it would really help um, with the child care problem that we have. Is that the place you worked at? You say you worked at, right? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Look at you. You are being a student leader. <laughs> uh, anybody else have any final thoughts or anything? Um, going back on the Williston State that I mentioned earlier, that is the college that's about 45 minutes away from Watford City. They offer a regional scholarship to surrounding counties. They pay for your tuition. Um, you get two, four semesters paid for all your credits. They are, have to be consecutive semesters, so fall and spring, and then fall and spring of the next year but they cover all your fees and tuition and you can apply scholarships on top of that so it's not just that so if you need if you get a scholarship for housing you can pay for it on top of your free tuition and they are opening lots of new programs they just revamped their agriculture program and they're starting a new campus actually here in Watford City next year for their nursing program and that's really just a good opportunity for the students in the surrounding counties that maybe don't know what they want to do and don't want to pay all that money for college. They can go, a lot of people go and get their two years done for their generals and then they transfer when they have a better idea 
or they just have two-year degrees for like welding, diesel mechanics. So that really opens up a lot of opportunities for students around here too, just to get a good idea of what they want before they go and spend all that money in college somewhere else. And that was Watford City High School student ambassadors Emma, Taylor, Ellie, and Lydia. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Coming up next, Dan Haley with the Colorado Oil and Gas Association. My name is Jason Spies. This is the Crude Life Week in Review. Take off your mask when the outside's chilly, the inside is warm. You've been wishing you never been born. All I can say is that you try to behave and try not to get your mind blown. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by Make Energy Great Again. Yes, that is the hat for the energy industry, folks. Wear it proudly. Show your support for the nation's energy industry with this attention-grabbing fashion declaration. Make Energy Great Again. Pick up the only hat for the energy industry. Make Energy Great Again. Visit KeepEnergyGreat.com. That's KeepEnergyGreat.com. Historic. The first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative. The cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. The Davis Refinery. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. And then you let people make up their own minds. You want someone who's competent. You don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio. And if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Welcome back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us. Coming up next, we talk with Dan Haley with the Colorado Oil and Gas Association. Dan Haley, Colorado Oil and Gas Association. All right. Thank you for joining the program today, Colorado Oil and Gas Association. Well, I wanted to ask you about uh, some headlines I saw, and then I got confused because Colorado just recently went through quite a kerfuffle with the legislative process and the governor and and the oil and gas industry to the tune to where the governor flat out said war on oil and gas very distinct and bold thing to say uh and, and now i'm i'm looking that this this ballot initiative is is back on uh, sb 181 but there might be six different ones i i was really confused so uh mr dan haley thanks for joining the program today Sure. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. We need to go back to uh, 2018. I think that's when you really see uh, the beginning of this. Well, it actually goes back a few years before that, but activists from a group called Colorado Rising uh, were able to get a measure on a 2018 ballot called Proposition 112 uh, at that time, and it would have been an effective ban on, oil and, on the oil and gas industry in Colorado and would have shredded private property rights for anybody that owns minerals here in Colorado. Unfortunately, 
uh, Coloradans saw through uh, that charade and saw what they were trying to do, and that is ban this industry that's been around in this state for more than 100 years. And so Coloradans rejected that measure by 10 points uh, in 2018. So the, the, there was an initiative by Colorado Rising back in 2018. Uh, the, the people rejected it. Colorado Rising, they, were they a local grassroots group or were they an out-of-state funded grassroots group? They have a local representation, but they did receive money from out-of-state. Um, I don't remember the exact percentages, but quite a bit of it did come from out-of-state and Boulder County. I think, in fact, uh, there was something like more than 90% of the money came from either outside of Colorado or inside of Boulder County, so okay. uh, much of Colorado was not reflected in those uh, in those in that financial information. Yeah, more evidence um, of of a template for sure. Uh, the Colorado Blueprint was another thing that I've heard uh, mentioned a few times. Apparently, there's a book on it uh, by the governor who uh, has. Some, it came out afterwards. He, he's pretty anti fossil fuels. Pretty anti oil and gas to the tune to where something called the Colorado blueprint. Is this familiar with, are you familiar with this or am I making things sure, up? Yeah. <laughs> so the book, the book actually came out more than 10 years ago. I would say probably in 2008, the governor was one of four millionaires in Colorado that formed uh, something uh, called the Colorado democracy Alliance. And it was a group to uh, privately fund the democratic takeover of the Colorado legislature in 2004 in 2006. That was back uh, before he was a congressman and was on the State Board of Education, but was obviously involved in, in state politics. So that blueprint uh, book, the Colorado Blueprint, came out in 2008, and that infrastructure has largely still, still exists here in Colorado and is funded by others at this time, not by, I don't believe that the governor funds that anymore, but uh, he certainly was a, a, a part of that at the very beginning. And so uh, during the 2018 campaign, that's when he ran for governor of Colorado. He had been in Congress for about 10 years at that time and decided to run for governor of Colorado when this ballot initiative was on the ballot. And he came out against that initiative, knowing that it would have uh, really been harmful to this industry. And so we were appreciative of him coming out of, uh, against, the, against that ballot initiative. But the whole time he was campaigning, he campaigned for more local control over oil and gas. However, during his campaign, he wasn't terribly clear as to what that meant, exactly what he meant by more local control. And so the Democrats uh, that night of the election on November 2018, when Coloradans defeated Proposition 112, the anti-oil and gas initiative, they also elected Democrats across the state at a level that hadn't been seen since the 1930s here in Colorado. So Jared Polis was elected governor, and the Democrats, they already controlled the House of Representatives in Colorado, but they also took back the state Senate that night. And so in uh, February of 2019, a month after he had uh, been in office and the Democrats had taken over the state house, we saw Senate Bill 181, which was a sweeping oil and gas uh, regulatory overhaul, which included unprecedented levels of local control, which the governor had talked about in this campaign, over oil and gas regulation. And that was Dan Haley with the Colorado Oil and Gas Association. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. That's going to do it for today's program. I'd like to thank Sally Hallingstad with Oilfield Helping Hands. 
as well as Watford City High School student ambassadors Emma, Taylor, Ellie, and Lydia, and Dan Haley with the Colorado Oil and Gas Association. Thank you very much for joining us here on The Crude Life Week in Review. Of course, you can access their full-length interviews at thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. There are other exclusive interviews as well, and we are social here at The Crude Life. If you click on our social media tab, you can see links to our Facebook page, YouTubes, uh, Twitters, LinkedIn. We have all those social media links available right at thecrudelife.com and click on the social media tab. I'd like to thank the Moody River Band for being a part of a partnership we have here at The Crude Life where we reach out to those who are not involved with our day-to-day industry and the music industry and radio and podcast seems to be a perfect fit, so... Uh, thank you very much to the Moody River Band. And folks, you can download the Moody River Band's music uh, by clicking on their album cover right at thecrudelife.com. Right on the homepage there, we have their album cover, and it goes right to the Moody River Band site. Now, the Moody River Band, just they're one of the few bands out there that don't charge for their music. So if you go to their website, uh, their music's actually free. So... Uh, normally we do this to help promote uh, and sell some sell some music to be honest we want to help out the the local musicians any way possible that we can I mean and, and like we said radio and podcast is a perfect format and, and works as a great partnership to where hey we'll help you sell some music by using it and showcasing it and you know what makes our program sound better because we have music and it's a it's a neat partnership but the moody river band they don't charge for their music so it um kudos to them that's just it's it was serendipitous how it worked out that way normal like i say normally a lot of the bands we partner with you know 99 cents 50 cents a quarter two bits something like that anyway all right that's gonna do it for today's week in review from the staff here at the week in review my name is jason spies asking you to always remember energy is more than an industry it's a way of life yeah, we're singing it like they did in the good old days because we're back to the way Crude Life is sponsored in part by Make Energy Great Again. Yes, that is the hat for the energy industry, folks. Wear it proudly. Show your support for the nation's energy industry with this attention-grabbing fashion declaration. Make Energy Great Again. Pick up the only hat for the energy industry. Make Energy Great Again. Visit KeepEnergyGreat.com. That's KeepEnergyGreat.com. Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. 
The Davis Refinery. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. 